0: Right, so, um, I don't know if you you were here at the start of this year, we actually said one of the things we're going to be doing is, uh, throughout the year, we're going to talk about what makes us, us, as Hope Church. You know, there's lots of churches, and we're all, you know, we're all part of God's family, isn't that exciting? You know, we want the unity of church, but actually God works for us all in different ways, and he's got maybe a specific way that he expresses ourselves through us at Hope Church, And we've sort of written that down in these lovely statements, this is the things we believe in and these are important to us, our sort of DNA and so at the beginning of this year we started talking, we talked about hope is found in encounter and that we believe that we're a charismatic church, we believe that God speaks today. We see it. John tries to control it. It doesn't work very well. But you know what I mean? There's this expression. This is God, the Holy Spirit, live and kicking and working through his people today. You. Yeah. And, um, right, so, and that's, that, is, uh, that is something that's really important to us. Okay, so now we're starting on another hope statement. And that is that this wonderfully true... Oh, Hope is found in Jesus. That's fundamental. <laughs> you know, this, is, this is it. This is why we're here. This is why we want people to, to, to experience the reality of Christ. Hope is found in Jesus. I like that. And we actually, we break that down in our, um, in our little statement. We make this one statement and we sort of, you know, fill it out a bit and we've actually after that we say this we say we actively and passionately share the gospel through word action and through the power of the Holy Spirit I'm glad I remembered it. put it up there this this is our statement this is something we believe and last week we had Russell here, yeah, and he was sharing on gospel through words and I want to say that whatever we do in terms of, you know, who we are as a presence of Jesus, whether it's expressing the Holy Spirit in power, where it's the way we love people, it will actually come back to words. People will need to be told the gospel. It needs proclaiming at its heart. Oh, don't do that. So, yes... It will need to be spoken but like Paul in Romans 15 19 he says this he says by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ and of that term he's fully proclaimed by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God it's this full proclamation, and our mission statement that I've just said to you that we actively share. That it's based on this full proclamation, and that's what we're unpacking over these four weeks. Okay, and my part of that is I'm just focusing really, essentially, on one word, and that word is "we." Our statement says "we," that's me and you. We actively and passionately share the gospel. And I believe that we all have a part to, share, to play in sharing the gospel. Now, me just saying that, I know there's some people sitting there thinking, oh, here we go again. Because John's going to stand up front and he's going to berate us again. We, we need to get out there, get out there, get out there. I'm not. But, I've got to say, especially if you were here last week and you listened to Russell, get out there, get out there, get out there. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. He made that point very well. But, I believe we all have different parts to play. And we read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. It says, yeah, silent first verse 5. What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul, only servants from whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour, for we are co-workers in God's service." You are God's field, God's building. So simply there it says, we all have a task and a part to play. And I want to give us a simple way of looking at this based on something else, Paul says actually. And we find that over in 2 Corinthians. and verse 5, verse 20, where we read this fantastic verse. I think it's exciting. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors... As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And I once again just pointing out, it says we, you and me. We are therefore ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And if you know me, I like context. I always think... Context, context, context. Really important. So many strange things are based on a verse out of context. So if we look at this though, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, what does it say context-wise? What are we looking at? What this whole chapter are about? Actually, if we look to verse 11, it says we try to persuade. Verse 14, Christ's love Compels us. Verse 15, Christ died for all. Verse 18 and 19 says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So, what I'm saying is, he says all that and then he says, We're Christ's ambassadors. So, the context. Pure and simple is the gospel. What I'm saying is if you read that one verse on its own, you look at all the way around it, actually it's saying this is the gospel. This gospel is so important. And within that, you are Christ's ambassadors. So I take it the next step, which is the thing. I look at this word ambassador. What does that mean? And we go to this next slide because I think this is fantastic. It comes ambassador in the Greek, comes with this beautiful word presby which I am pronouncing badly. That's okay, and he says, "This is uh, I got this uh, this definition from one of the uh, biblical diary online uh, dictionary and online. Love it. Act as an ambassador. It means to act as an established statesman or diplomat, a trusted, respected ambassador who is authorized to speak as God's emissary, representing His kingdom." I think that's amazing. I read that me, we, me and you, we. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are trusted, respected, and authorised to represent. So, as i was saying that, so if you're a follower, cause I want to repeat it anyway. If you're a follower of Jesus, we are trusted, respected, and authorised to represent God's kingdom, and I think that is mind blowing. I'm going to share something, I thought about the way I should share this, because I'm going to share this, it may sound a bit cheesy, it may sound a little bit like, oh of course John, because you're super spiritual, but I'm, going to, I'm giving you the warnings beforehand that lead up to this, but this really did happen. We had, we had a, a gentleman come into to Food Bank, and you know, sorting him out some food, and we were chatting away, and he said to me, he said, you know, it's just, I said you know, things are getting bad, and seemed to be getting worse. And he said, well, you know what? He said, I think, yeah, it is getting worse. He said, I, I think hell is coming. And I said to him, I said, that's okay. I represent heaven. That's the cheesy bit. It's okay. But the fact is, that's true. Hell might want to come up and knock on my door. That's all right. I represent heaven. I'm authorised. I'm trusted by the king of kings. I'm a citizen of heaven. Hell. In Acts 19, there was some people trying to get rid of a demon. And they, uh, you know what? They didn't know what to do. They weren't followers of Jesus. And they were trying to get rid of this demon. And he turns around and said, the demon actually says, one day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? But I want to say to you today, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're authorised, respected and trusted to represent in heaven. And in that, in the words of Jesus, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. And hell knows who we are. And we are called to stand in that gap. Because that's who we are. It's the old Gandalf bit, you know. You shall not pass love it, You've got to throw in Lord of the Rings whenever you can, no, you shall not pass, this is good, and see this, last week Russell shared about sharing, talked about sharing the gospel with words, and we will be talking about sharing the gospel in action, we'll be talking about sharing the gospel in power, but at the heart of this, and this is the fact, we, me and you, we do this from the foundation of who we are. representatives ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven this has some responsibility attached to it bear with me here a a couple of weeks ago my uh, youngest son mason he came home he was talking to me about that, that, that somebody had been speaking to one of his friends in the town and they'd been having a right go he said, this person had a right go at my friend. He said, and the language that came out of their mouth. And, and then he said the words you don't want to hear. Is it? And they're one of your lot. You know what he was saying? He was saying they're a Christian. And that was his experience of this person was having a go. Now, we had this really good conversation that came out of that, which was fantastic. And also, I'm suddenly aware, and I'm not suddenly aware, I'm aware that you think, oh, wait a minute, that you're actually putting this responsibility on us to be perfect. (laughs) Trust me, the amount of times I've stood up here thinking that I hope the person that I was shouting at at the roundabout, because I think they cut me up, doesn't walk in here. (laughs) Or the person I felt was rude to me in the supermarket and I've told them that you shouldn't be rude in my very unique way. And I'm thinking, please don't turn up here. Because they're going to be sitting there thinking, hypocrite. But actually, I'll tell you this. You know what the world is calling out for today? Authenticity. People don't want to know who they are, and they don't need that shared authentically. So I'm not, this is the thing, I'm not calling us to be perfect. I am calling us to be authentic. And it is within me of me saying, this is the point, that I have shouted at people. I can be really grumpy in the mornings. And I will tell people that. Because I'm not perfect, but I can be authentic. And I'll say to you, you know what, I did speak that way, and I'm sorry. I did speak that way, but I need you to know, that's not where it came out of. Being authentic, this is the deal. We sort of have this choice of whether we're going to be a signpost or a barrier. I want to be a signpost. Graham spoke at Easter and reminded us that Jesus came to save, not to judge. That wonderful you know, John 3.16, everyone loves John 3.17. He says, I didn't come to, to judge the world. I came to save the world. And we're part of that. We're part of that signposting. But we're not part of some type of moralising, you know, place that we can look down on people from. Our choice is to point people towards the king as representatives of the king, knowing that we need our saviour as much as anyone else. Uh, this, this week, we started, I started a, a course on... Um, missional tools, um, which, I don't know, go are we are doing seven weeks on some missional tools and this week one of the things we started talking about was from Acts 4 and we were talking actually about testimonies, but I love in Acts 4 you get Peter and John, they get, they've healed someone, horrible people, they've healed someone and they get dragged in front of the court because it's like, you know. What do you think you're doing? And anyway, the, the thing is the Sanhedrin in first 15, they said they see this, they say this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unscored, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. This is the encouragement. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. Because this is the deal, it's, it's easier for me, you can even think, John's just standing up there and he's going to tell us how we've got to be good people a bit more, or we've got to do this and that, and you know what? No, this is, this is me, I, I'm just trying to be a different type of signpost towards Jesus, to encourage us towards him. But being an ambassador of Christ is about, the reality is I believe we will do that more and more naturally by spending time with Jesus. Even Anne, when she shared that word this morning, which is encouragement for me because I know what I've got written down, is this case that, you know, that word, that word of God. Get in there. It's good. Jesus actually says in John chapter 15, verse five, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples we are called to remain in him called to remain close to him I've already mentioned about me having shorts on because I really love the sun I, I like having a tan and you know what I think I look good when I've got a tan, you know, and I like, I, I, I like strutting it a bit, you know. Oh, I want to say, you know, if you've seen my tan, and I love walking around in the sunshine, you know, and I love it when you go on holiday and you come back and I've got a darker tan. It might be sunny here, but I look good. Because this is my tan. And then I remember, of course, the problem is we live in England, which is horrible if you like sun tans. Because you can't, you know, and if you spend time away from the sun, guess what? My tan fades. It's a very simple, you know, message there. and It's obvious. If I'm in the sun, you can see it on me. When I'm not, it fades away. When we spend time with Jesus, when we read his words, meditate on them, dwell on them, sunbathe in them. When we spend time in prayer and worship when who he is becomes so ingrained in who we are it will be better than any tan it will shine differently you'll notice people in a different way will shine with love and actually Jesus says we will burn we will bear much fruit we won't burn because this is it when when we look at this mission statement we're talking about all this right when it says we actively and passionately share the gospel, I simply feel that where we start with that is we actively and passionately share time with Jesus. That's where I think it starts. That's where I know it starts. We actively and passionately spend time with him. And believe you me, out of that, we will be living expressions of the gospel that will impact everywhere we go. We are ambassadors. We carry the authority of the King. We represent the Kingdom of God. And we best—how do we best represent that Kingdom? By knowing what that Kingdom stands for, and by being fluent in that Kingdom language. Um, a few weeks ago, me and Graham were in Kosovo, and i, I had—we had this lovely experience that we were in a shop. Me and Graham and uh, Faton and Driton, a couple of guys with us, and we were we were looking at the shelves actually we we're just getting some water but it was interesting the, the different you know whenever you're abroad you always look at the like the the weird drinks or the weird crisps or the weird whatever you know they're not like ours are they oh no that's their version of this Oh, it's. and anyway, the thing was we we're chatting away like that and these two lads walked in like I don't know 11 10 11 years old and they walked past us I'm talking away saying whatever and they walked past me. I've never seen a look like it. I think it's one of those looks that, you know, superstars get or something. And they were like, "Ah," oh. It's like, yeah. I was thinking, you all right? I said to him, he just looked at me in this wide-eyed wonder. And he said, yeah, good, okay. And I just suddenly realised, you know, the thing that he was noticing was, of course, my language was completely different. Who I was was completely different to anything I mean, I'm quite different, but obviously it really shocked him. It was like, it's so different to what I'm used to. They recognised I was different. Through the words of Jesus, spending time with him puts us in that same place. People will come into contact with us and notice and ask, why are we different? I mean, Russell said last week, he actually asked a question. Has anybody come up to you and actually said that over this last period of time? And actually, very few people were able to say that. And I've been thinking about that this week, and actually, we had a discussion in our missional group about this. And there there is actual, there's there's a challenge on us, you know, to be countercultural. There's lots of people do lots of good in the world, but we're different. And I think there's part of us need to actually then go to God and asking him, what's countercultural mean for me, God? But, you know, and seriously, it is, I think it's a very personal question. What does the being countercultural mean to me, God, where I'm at in my job? I, tell, I always tell the story in working in an oil refinery previous to this job. And, I don't know, it's a very male-based sort of, like, organisation, you know. And um, when I became a Christian, I stopped swearing. And not from some type of, like, you know, well. The fact was that in that situation, everyone noticed. Because they were like, why do you speak different?" why haven't you got an F between every other word? That's not how we speak. It noticed, but that was for me in that situation. I sometimes think about, it. you know, David said in his word, he said, I won't give of God something that doesn't cost me nothing. And that's a challenge. I'm sorry, I'm completely off my notes here, but I just think this is important. I do think it's this case that I noticed... And once again, discussion this week, imagine going to a charity shop and taking stuff you'd bought rather than stuff you'd used. Because then it cost me something. And like I said, that's not a, that's not a judgment. It's, I'm trying to throw out some ideas because we can think differently. We're called into that. We're called to be that different. And that's a challenge. But we come from a foundation of knowing who we are. And that's good. And that's safe. That's safe and secure. We sit there and say, yeah, we sang it. I'm a child of God. I've got to go out and face that. Well, that's all right. (laughs) Because you're an ambassador. You represent the kingdom of heaven. I don't know where I am now. The kingdom I represent is based on love. I want to try and live that out, and I know what that looks like because I have spent time with the king. My encouragement to us always is to get passionate and active about spending time with the king in that very personal place with him and show this world what his kingdom looks like. We are his children. We carry his authority. And i return to my original definition of an ambassador because that's our challenge there it is again it means to act as an established statesman trusted respected ambassador who is authorized to speak as god's emissary we represent his kingdom whoo it's good let's go